Trevin Brazil is now back. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel.com, of course. And it's the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make sure every moment is more with FanDuel by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Friday, as it is finally Friday, and we have some good news to talk about today, so let's get into it. Trevin Brazil officially announcing that he will be returning to the Razorback basketball team next year. Holy balls, is that just such great news to have if you're a Razorback basketball fan? Uh, I know that there was some speculation as far as him returning. I think that even up in Des Moines, when we as the media had a chance to talk with him in the locker room, there was some conversations being had about the possibility of him returning to Arkansas and it looks like it is officially happening and it's going to be his junior year announced it via social media and one of my favorite things about Trevin Brazil during this whole announcement thing is it wasn't just oh okay well I'm going to talk about you know or put this huge message out in this long you know tweet or this long like uh, like Apple iPhone notes or whatever it just simply was a graphic saying I'm back and I don't think that there could have been any bigger news for Arkansas than what that was. I, you know, I know that there's a lot of players Arkansas is hoping to get back. We talked about yesterday, Nick Smith Jr. moving on. But getting Brazil to me was one of the most important things. I even felt at times, and I'm sure a lot of you agreed, that losing Trevin Brazil this past basketball season was much more impactful than what most of us even realized, especially with his offensive game and what he was able to bring to the table. But... We, don't, we do know that he had a season-ending ACL tear back in early December, and we know that he is a guy who's gone through rehab, gone through training, and from all intents and purposes and what he's been saying as far as what people have been talking about from the doctor's side of things, he's going to be full go by the time spring tra- or I guess training camp ends up starting for Razorback basketball. And just the nine games that he played for Arkansas this past year, uh, he averaged nearly 12 points, six rebounds, and more than one block, one assist, and one steal per contest. And he also shot 48% from the field, 37% from three, and uh, 68% from the free throw line. Like, just those numbers in those nine games, that's huge. You know, our, I'm not saying that he was the best three-point shooter on the team, but he could hit threes. His athleticism, his dunking, his ability to play defense, his, uh, you know, everything about him, his attitude. I loved it. I loved everything. In fact, uh, in his uh, first game, he had a 21.12 rebound double-double against North Dakota State, and he also had 20 points uh, in an overtime win against San Diego State, which I know a lot of talk about that game was about Kamani Johnson and the way he played, which he deserved every bit of it. But people also forget that Trevin Brazil was one to hit those clutch threes down the stretch when Arkansas needed them the most when they were down big to storm back and get the victory. Dude's great. He's a great player, and I think that he was crucial, absolutely crucial to the Razorback success of being able to get him back this upcoming season. And now that he's officially coming back, everybody can rejoice. Everybody can be happy. Everybody can start being excited. So uh, he, he's it's like, here's the thing. We still got to wait and see what happens with the rest of the roster. Like, we still got to wait and see what happens with 
Jordan Walsh, Devo Davis, um, Ricky Council, and all of those things too. Still got to wait. But I'm just telling you, it's hard not to get too excited when you see Brazil coming back because you know what he can do. And there's not many players out there in the country that are like him. And I think that that's where, you know, you want to have solid players regardless of their size or their weight or athleticism. I, I'm not talking about that necessarily. But I do believe that when you have a player of such a unique skill set that nobody else can really match, or at least there's very, very few players that can match the type of versatility that they have, that automatically gives you such an advantage. You can even take the example of Anthony Black this year. Like, look at what Anthony Black was able to do as a six foot seven point guard. Now, it didn't always lead to the highest scoring games or anything like that because we know a lot of times he was dealing with injury. But just think about the amount of work and amount of like scouting that teams would have to do for him, and it's they still not be ready because he's a six seven point guard with length and athleticism and and speed and really great defensively that you can't scout that. You can't go into practice and say, all right, well, take let's get this 6'7 walk on and you're going to be our uh, our little uh, mimicking of, of, of Anthony Black. You couldn't do that. And so that's why, in a lot of cases, Anthony Black was such a force and tough to be playing offense against when he was so good defensively because you couldn't really justify his length. That's kind of what Trevin Brazil is in the same right. Dude's six foot ten. Dude is massive. He's huge. And on top of six foot ten, he has athleticism that we've never seen before. I wish I could play that dunk that he had earlier this year when he posterized that poor guy who, uh, you know, I don't even know if he's on the team anymore, but it was like the dunk of the year. It, it Incredible athleticism. And not only can he go out and hit threes and hit jump shots, but he can get to the rack. He can, he can shoot free throws pretty effectively. I know 68% isn't great, but uh, for a guy his size – it's pretty effective, and we know that he's got a motor on him and an attitude about him, which is so great to see for somebody of his stature and of his ability. So if you have someone like him that nobody else can really match, nobody else can really prepare for, it automatically gives you an advantage in so many regards. And the fact of the matter is is that you're, when we're all basing this off of him coming off of his injury, being picking up right where he left off and being just as good as he was before – which I believe there's no, re there's no reason to think otherwise. But just knowing about how amazing those things can be by just having him and then putting the pieces around him is going to be huge. I feel like he probably will lead the team in scoring next year if I'm going off of my crazy bowl prediction. I think he'll lead the team in scoring next year. And honestly, I would love if he did. I would love if he led the team in scoring because if that means he's leaving in scoring, it, I think it would be probably, what, the first time under Must that there's been a non-guard lead the team in scoring. And, you know, as much as Muss has had some really great players since he's been at Arkansas, really the only big or the do a forward type of position player that's been really, really good has been Jalen Williams. I mean, you've had a few guys here and there that were, you know, solid for what they were. You know, Adis Tony was good for what he was, and then Stanley Amude was good for what he was. But when you're talking about just a, a big or a guy that is 6'9", 6'10", plays above the rim, Muss really hasn't had one of those, but we did see in the early part of the season just what that looked like and how good that looked when he was able to do those things. So that's the thing that's going to be most fascinating to me is just seeing how Muss handles a player like Brazil for a full year once again. Uh, you know, because I believe it's always woulda, coulda, shoulda, but I believe that if you had 
Trevin Brazil all season long, you you don't lose a lot of those games that you ended up losing. Because again, his offensive game was let's see if you're if you're going down the list, I mean, what was he the third, fourth best offensive player on the team? I, maybe even higher. Because he could hit threes, he could go inside, he could do a lot of different things. So if he's not if he's not injured, if he's not out for the season, you win a lot more games. And I know that a lot of those players down low did the best that they could, whether it was uh, you know the Mitchell twins or Jalen Graham, but they weren't Trevin Brazil. So I'm I'm excited about this. I'm excited. I'm so glad that he's coming back, and I'm so glad that uh, you know he feels like this is the place for him because that's what it's about. It's about this place being the place for him, and he knows it. And all, seeing all the Missouri fans that are so salty about it too is just ridiculous. Like I will never understand that. Uh, I get like, hey, there's guys that left Arkansas that people don't really care about or whatever, but I don't think that if like Desi Sills came back to play Arkansas at some point that people would just be so irate and like cheering on when he gets injured and stuff like that, like Missouri fans did. It was just awful. So I don't understand that. And they were salty yesterday when he was coming back. I'm like, okay, good luck. Like, sorry he wanted to be at a program that's actually worth something instead of Playing at Missouri, where obviously the fans care so much about him and his well-being. So, anyways, great news for Arkansas. Great news moving forward. Can't wait to see where the rest of it lies. Uh, we'll also get into some uh, transfers, because this is a question that was asked to me yesterday about transfers and, and how it might be the move going forward instead of trying to do the high school recruiting, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But first, folks... The tournament is still going on. We know we got the Final Four upcoming. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 up in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at the no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Let's talk a little bit about the transfers, all right? So the transfers, transfer portal, however you want to put it. It has been something that's been very lucrative for teams around college basketball. And Arkansas has been one of those teams that has benefited a lot from having the transfers come in and make a huge impact immediately. Every single year that Arkansas has been under must has pretty much had impactful transfers. You think back to his first season, or I guess the first year he went to the Elite Eight under Muss. Jalen Tate was a huge, huge part of that team. You think about J.D. Note and, and what he was able to bring to the table and, and how big of a part he was. You think about the next year. I mean, pretty much the whole team was transfers. And uh, you had, of course, uh, Jalen and Devo and uh, J.D. Note from the team from the previous year, but Stanley Mude, Adis Tony, you know, guys like that that were able to uh, bring a lot to the table and, and and be really good for Arkansas. And then you see this past year, Ricky Council. Like, transfers are so important and so vital to the success of college basketball teams now. Because if you even look at the 
whole crazy stat, which is just insane to think about, where the only – or this is the first Final Four, like, ever that does not feature a McDonald's All-American who was coming out of high school in the Final Four. Now, it could be an anomaly. It could be just something to say, hey, whatever, you know, it is what it is. But I, I look at it. I look at it as something much different. I look at it as if you're looking at the way that college basketball is going and knowing that the whole – have to go one year to college before you go to the NBA rule is going to be going away here soon. I look at all of that and say, you know what? Maybe, just maybe, this is the direction that things are going to be going for Arkansas or for college basketball in general. So get ahead of the curve. Yes, having five-star freshmen would be very nice. And yes, not every five-star freshman is going to go straight pro when that rule is lifted. 100% agree. And honestly, I think that there are five-star freshmen that can really contribute and be great. We saw that with Anthony Black this year. Uh, Moses Moody was a borderline five-star, but still a high four-star regardless. He was big. Uh, so you can still make it work. However, when it comes to having guys more ready and making the difference of your team being good to great, transfers are everything. And I think Muss, who has been somebody who has been ahead of the curve, at pretty much every turn when it comes to everything about college basketball, throwing into the mix now that he is getting guys out of the transfer portal and getting recruits out of high school, big-time recruits, he's got the good balance going. But honestly, it's getting to the point, folks. I get more excited about transfers than I do high school players. And maybe this past year made me feel that way. Maybe some of you disagree. Maybe some of you feel that way, too. But I believe, or at least I feel like, if there's a big-time transfer that's coming out of this class or that you get in that was averaging, you know, say this kid from Rice, they get him where he was averaging 42% from the three-point line and averaging like 14 points a game or whatever. That excites me more than what <laughs> a high school freshman would give me. Like – Nothing again. This is nothing against like Layden Blocker or Bayfall or any of those guys because I think they're great. I hope they're great. I really do. And there's no reason for me to believe that they're not great. But it's just looking at one. I'm like, I will, I'll look at that player that will transfer in and say, this guy's more ready right now than what these freshmen will be right now. And when it comes down to separating yourself from the field and separating yourself from being just a good team to a great team, transfers are going to make the difference. So that's where I look at it as I'm like, okay, I, I love I love how that's set up. I love how Muss has been able to balance it out. But transfers are the, is the way to go. And so that's why I believe we'll see what players end up staying at Arkansas, who ends up going. Obviously, we know snow right now. Brazil is the only main piece that is officially announced he will be returning next year. But I'm just following the portal, man. I'm looking into the portal. I'm looking at players that Arkansas is actually interested in. I've heard some things like, oh, they got like – couple soft commits out of the portal at this point in time which you know what does that mean what does that get you I don't know but all those things mixed together I'm like you know what this is this is good this is good of what Muss is trying to do and I can't wait to see how it continues to go on I want a shooter I want a big and I want a distributor I know that's very cliche to see it but I want a Jalen Tate type point guard I want that type of player I want a shooter, which Buss hasn't really had like a bona fide shooter just yet. But, man, if you get somebody like an Isaiah Joe just based on his three-point shooting type style, that would be awesome. And it, if you can just get a big – it doesn't have to be incredible. It doesn't have to be just all-timer, although that would be you know kind of nice if, that's, if that ended up happening. 
Uh, just get somebody that can play great defense down low. You don't need an offensive player necessarily because I think with Brazil and I think with uh, you know some of the other players that are going to be there, Bayfall, I think he's got some skills. I think he's really raw, but I don't think he's going to be the size guy to be able to bump down low and great play uh, the elite defense that they need. So, you know, I, again, I, I would like to see more of that. Give me some big dudes just to bump and get nasty down there down low. And you're not going to get him coming out of high school. You're going to have to get him coming out of the portal. So I, I like what Muss is doing. I think it's the move. And uh, it's going to be getting crazy here after a while. And it'll be fun to watch, that's for sure. Folks, uh, the Built March Madness bracket is here. And we know that you all have your favorite bar or puff. And now's your time to make it count. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know that I'll be voting for the chocolate chip. Like, I just love the chocolate chip and the cookie dough one, too. Like, the, the, you can't go wrong with those. But the thing is, is that all the flavors are amazing. So it doesn't matter who you want to win. You need to check it out. Again, at BuiltMarchMadness.com to cast your vote. Because when you vote, you'll be thrown into a drawing where 50 lucky listeners from Locked On Podcast will win a free box of Built Bars. And not only that, but one Locked On Podcast fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So you got to try Built. It's the best protein bar ever. They're so amazing. It's kind of weird that they're actually good for you because of how great they taste. They're convenient. They got different flavors to choose from. So you got to check them all out. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick at BuiltMarchMadness.com. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Let's talk a little baseball, shall we, real quick. Arkansas is going to be returning home to Baumwalker Stadium this weekend against Alabama. Going to have uh, the game on Friday, which I guess today. Uh, 6.30 p.m. will be that uh, that game, and of course, it'll be on the SEC Network Plus. About sick and tired of the SEC Network Plus. I want a big game on a, an actual TV, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but still, it's going to be a, a it should be a great matchup. As uh, you'll have uh, Hunter Holland starting for Arkansas, being the ace. I think he's done a really good job. Also, Ben Hess, who's a right-hander there for Alabama, he'll be the one on the mound there too. So uh, Arkansas had a 15-game winning home streak, which is great. The offense has been going great as well, and uh, Alabama. It's funny because it's like people consider them to be not the best team in the SEC or even SEC West, which I get, but they're still 20 and six. They're still two and four in conference play. Arkansas is four and two. So, you know, they got some work to do. But it's just funny how it's like every single time, every single year, whenever you play a team like Alabama or really any team from this like era of college baseball, I always just assume they're good. They may not be the best in the league, but they're better than most other college baseball teams out there. So it's, it's very important right now because Arkansas has split their series so far. They swept Auburn. They lost to Al, uh, LSU on the road uh, one, game, one game to two. So uh, they got plenty of time, and they got some plenty of games in front of them. But, man, this is you got to win your home games when it comes down to it. If you want to be a team that's going to host a regional and a super regional, which is the goal, that's a huge goal. If you're going to do that, you got to take care of business at home, especially against teams that you know that you're better than. So Alabama, you got to take care of business. Mississippi State is awful. I think Arkansas beats him. Ole Miss, it's not great, still solid, but I think you'll beat them too. Like you got some really good opportunities in front of you and on this schedule because Arkansas does have to play South Carolina, who's really tough, Vanderbilt, who's really tough, um, you know, and Georgia even, who's, who's been pretty good too. So 
every every series is going to be tough, but the ones that you are far and away better than, the ones that you know that you're better than the other team, those are the ones you got to take care of business against. And Alabama is one of those teams. So go out there, take it, take care of it, move on, get it done, move on to the next SEC series, and let's keep this ball rolling because I want to be back in Omaha this year. I want to also not be in Stillwater or Chapel Hill, as great as a time that may have been. I don't want to be gone for a month. I want to be in Fayetteville for the regionals. I want to be in Fayetteville for the Super Regionals. I want to be in Omaha for the College World Series. That's what I want because it's always about what I want and not what anybody else wants. That's what I want. So make that happen, Razorback fans and Razorback baseball team. Please, if you don't mind. Appreciate everybody listening into Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you then.